case what one guy's asian the other guy's gay that was in re- reference to dan and oh, myself okay but the the implication being that we're, we're not sexually threatening oh now yeah yeah that's how do you feel about that i, I feel i feel angry but i can't do anything about it i've all and I, it's funny because i've always felt sexually threatened by dan <laughs> <laughs> you and me both oh my god you don't know what it's like to live with that guy yeah. Uh, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Nooner Podcast on the Smodco Internet Radio Network. I'm a host. My name is Marty. I guess I'm a host. My name is John. Don't say it like you're resigned to this fate. Like you, like no, no, no. Sort of it was like more like uh, I'm not sure that like... I, I deserve for the the title. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Ah, uh, I see. I knew I was on probation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, please join in the conversation on the Twitter sphere. That's at Nooner podcast and nunapodcast at gmail.com if you want to fill our mail sack. Let's see. Tyson is listening and Tyson runs our Tumblr page, which is at nunapodcast.com. And hi, David Castro up in the valley. And uh, then uh, hopefully, yeah, let us know if you're listening in. Um, Oh, well, okay. We'll get to that later. Uh, No, I'll forget. There's a, I guess Dave made a maze is having a, a, its own little podcast thing. So Go to um, at Dave Made a Minute, I think it is what it's called. Yeah, Dave Made a Minute. Um, it's a Dave Made a Maze podcast. <clears throat> cool. Yeah, because the movie, well. The movie's called Dave Made a Maze. Right. Are you assuming that everybody who's listening now has always listened to every episode so they know what Dave Made a Maze is? If you guys don't know what Dave Made a Maze is, if, if this is your first time, tweet in. And let us know, because that would be a miracle. Uh, but Dave Made a Maze is a, is a movie that was written and directed by one of uh, the fellow MERPs, which stands for Minor Internet Radio Personality, and um, uh, Bill Watterson, Twatterson, that's Tweeterson. Um, and it's, it's available sorry, on all streaming services. Inside jokes. This uh, is all just a bunch of inside jokes. I see. And as a MERP, you should know that. As a, as a, I'm a MERP. Oh, we'll see. Okay, I knew it. I knew this couldn't last. If it's your first time listening, we start the show off uh, with a little friendly banter, and then we go right into When it. does that start? <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> um, then we go into a little piece from the news, and it's just hard not to avoid this whole Brett Ka- Kavanaugh business. You know, we're <clears throat> admired in the Supreme Court thing. Did you just, did, did you just like roll your eyes with your throat yeah i just yeah. grunted yes yeah i'd so, like to avoid it uh we can't he's a, he's a classmate of mine i know so john was a yale class of 86 brett kavanaugh 87 87 and uh not that old brett kavanaugh was class of 85 i believe and oh really yeah oh i okay or was he your I, year i thought he was 87 oh no you're right he was 87 and then he was uh what he was like um uh, yale law class of 90 yeah okay yeah yeah you are correct. So, did you did you know him? No. Uh, yeah. Well, he has he's being confirmed in the Senate right now. He is for the well. No. It's it's a long process. You oh, know. I see. 
And you're assuming he's still going to be confirmed. Confirmation comes after he comes out of committee. Right. And right. He hasn't oh, come out of committee yet. Okay. Well, just, do, do, just hold your horses. Civics. There's worse things physics to come. by John. Well, he's been accused by two different women so far of sexual assault when he was a teenager. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, in college, he probably wasn't. It was a, his freshman year. Oh, he was? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's why I said class of 85, because I believe it was in 1985. So he was a freshman or sophomore. Okay. Yeah. Good for him. Yep. And he <laughs> was accused. Uh, yeah. So in one case, he allegedly tried to rape a girl in high school at a pool party. Mm-hmm. While a friend of his watched. And another, he's accused of essentially teabagging a girl at a party. Mm-hmm. She says he put his dick in her face and she like was forced to touch it while they were drinking and it traumatized her. Um, and you've got people coming out on both sides strongly. On the Democratic side, you've got a lot of senators, several of them women, saying, Gross. I, I believe her. And specifically about Dr. Ford. For the first woman, the, uh-huh. the teenager, I believe her, mm-hmm. uh, and then that she should testify in front of the Senate committee, mm-hmm. and that she should be investigated by the FBI. Yes, uh, and it's weird to say I believe her before you're asking her to testify. So you're basing it on, I guess you can believe somebody before you have all the evidence, right? Well, I, I, it's, they, they believe that she she told the story to uh, several right, people, right? She hasn't testified in front of the Senate. I don't think that's weird. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's. I believe her, and I'm not. She's not going to testify to me. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Um, yeah. And there, because there, there was a, a pundit who, uh, my, a, a man, Mike Pesca, who said like that. That was a uh, like jumping to conclusions, and that they shouldn't. They should reserve judgment until they there's a, a hearing or whatever. Who said that, Mike, Mike Pesca? Yeah. Is yeah. he? Uh, uh, a Republican? No, no, he's a, he's a liberal. But then the the Republicans, they're the ones who are saying that this is a Democratic hit job, that this woman is lying or misremembering. Yeah. Or she's thinking of a guy in, in high school who looked like Brett Kavanaugh. And, uh, oh, well, you that, know, honestly, that's not that hard. I mean, look at the guy. He looks like Mr. Potato Head. Yeah, yeah. That's true. He does look like every other white guy on, you know, especially in Washington D.C. Yeah, I mean it's ama- it's amazing when you look at like uh, there was anyway. Well, all you, those guys look alike. Yes, beefy white guys. And you've got every Pasty, other pink, white, pink-faced white. Yeah, and the, all those white male, pink-faced senators that you're talking about, they're all saying, "Well, it, if we were to be, you know, called up for the things we had done when we were, you know, teenagers, then we'd all be impeached." You know. Yeah. Which is a problematic thing to hear, but uh, and they don't want him to. They don't want this woman, uh, Professor Ford, or to testify, and they don't want there to be an FBI investigation. And Brett Kavanaugh um, has said that he's innocent, and Trump has said uh, Trump said that Kavanaugh is one of the greatest men he's ever met, and there's no need for an FBI investigation. Um, and that it's that would be unprecedented, even though when Clarice Thomas was accused of sexual assault, uh, sexual harassment during, when he was being um, nominated into the Supreme Court, he um, there was an FBI investigation, and Anita Hill was had a, a three days of testimony. You you were uh, back back. I was alive back then, yeah, Marty. Yeah. Do you remember those those days? Uh, I do remember. Uh, I wasn't paying. Uh, the closest of attention, and I was really surprised when he was confirmed. Anyway, I guess it was just sort of one of those things you kind of um, 
go, well, I go, well, I guess it doesn't matter if you talk about your penis all the time. Right. And Anita Hill was like branded as like um like a a, a hysterical like in lying whistleblower basically. Yeah. Well, I think maybe, you know, the bubble that I've been in um when I I hear things like uh that like she was branded. I mean, I never heard anybody say that. Well, in my mind, uh, and uh, Clarence Thomas has just been a joke ever since then, as far as I can tell. He never speaks. Right. He got the the worst score. I mean, it's one of the, to me, one of the grossest um, things, uh, political things uh, on the other side of the aisle for me, which is on the right, um, that I've ever seen. Basically, you, oh, you have this uh, uh, black uh, Thurgood Mar- Marshall retires, so you're going to replace him. You got to replace him with a black guy. So you know any Republican black guy will do. How about this guy? I mean, he 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 did some uh, pretty good things, but the bar association because he you know he he wasn't a complete slouch, right? But the bar association, he was the lowest rated um, guy ever presented as a justice. Number one, number two, this I mean he's that's what happened with Anita Hill is gross. Well, and they uh, you know Joe Biden allowed like the judiciary committee to basically like savage her during the the her testimony well was he he was in the minority at the time right um it, it yeah was, it was republican senate yes but uh, well, how, how are you saying that he allowed that to happen because i'm reading it from an article oh what who wrote that article anita hill oh really no, <laughs> no. well i wasn't no. there so maybe uh, she, maybe he was allowed no, uh, how do you allow? How do you allow uh, people, uh, other Republican senators, to? I mean, she, they didn't savage her. They asked her pointed, uh, leading, uh, nasty questions. They <laughs> I mean savage her. I mean, the rhetoric on both sides is just so crazy. You'd say like when you say savage her, it sounds like they they stood up and said, "You're a lying sack of shit. Get out of here." Can I say Wait, shit? Fat Albert was, <laughs> is, was a senator. Who, hey, hey, hey! You're what sack of shit do today. I think I'm gonna go molest a lady with a roofie. That was my. Uh, um, sorry, like, no. Fat Albert usually is much better. Oh, is it? Oh, we'll, we'll give hey, you time. Hey, hey. <laughs> uh, shoot! Now I have to find this whole thing about what Why? Biden did. Really? Just let's talk. No, let's no, no, talk. no. Because stop I, looking at the computer. Let me. Can't we just talk? Oh, Jesus Christ! The okay, screens are ruining. Need our... to stop. You need to stop what you're doing because the... Okay, I'm you, on probation. Yes, you're on probation. I'm sorry. Is that, uh, is that not appropriate? No, but here's my, here's my thing is that Kavanaugh has said that he's innocent and he, that these people are, are not telling the truth. That is completely uh, unbelievable. I mean... Right, right. No, exactly. So I think like being responsible for... Or the things that we do as teenagers, I did... Dumb things as a teenager. Oh, my you know? God. Yeah. Right? I have a list. Right. Of things I did. <laughs> we didn't even know each other. <laughs> That's right. But I was, I but was you admit that you, you admit that you did those things, right? I, yes. I mean, if I was accused of that, uh, I would instantly say, I've done terrible things. And I would probably say, I don't remember this. Right. 
That's what I would say. Yeah. And and you, you wouldn't you say would... this had never ever happened, especially since he, he spent apparently up until like he was twenty five, between the age of fifteen and twenty five, he was drunk like all the time. Yeah. So he was a heavy drinker. His roommates described him as a belligerent drunk. Yeah. And he was part of a, a fraternity Deke. called the the Deeks. Yeah, and, and he wasn't they were played no- football. Yeah, and they were notoriously like white and jockey and party and like no nobody cared. Well, they they were all just like uh, sort of I don't know. I didn't not no one in my circle was in. This is this is what I was thinking about. These guys uh, for the most part were football players. I, now and some I have some friends who were deeks, um, but it it was a it was a fraternity of athletes, right? right? Lacking in social skills. Well, that's the thing is that if they got into Yale. And, and they didn't get anywhere else where they could play. They weren't very good at being jocks. <laughs> I mean, that's really. Tr- I mean, we. I, honest to God, there's nothing more random than an Ivy League football game. Right. I mean, I've seen. I've been to many um, high school football games that are much better played than I, Ivy League football games. Are just like, where's the ball going to go? Look at is that guy? Was that a pass or did yeah, he just get tackled? We had one person who went pro. Uh, in basketball, Chris Dudley and oh, and he couldn't hit a foul, uh, free throw to save his life. I saw that guy. I mean, and that's just and ridiculous. and and yeah, he was a journeyman player. You know, he did he did well. And you know. yeah, he did he did fine. He's also right. seven feet tall, right? But uh, so he, here's this guy who drank as a and did bad things as a kid and talked about doing things himself, saying what happened in uh, Georgetown Prep stays at Georgetown Prep, you know, that that was his, uh, he was addressing people at the high school, you know, a few years ago. Did you yeah. hear that quote? No. Oh, yeah. So he was like making a joke saying like, yeah, we all did bad things when we were in high school. Mm-hmm. And so I don't, it's, for me, it's not as much about the sexual assaults. Right. As it's it the is cover about up. As the cover up and saying like, I've been a, an altar boy my entire life. Like that, I, I was a virgin at that time. It's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah but you were because, trying because so she, hard to because, lose your virginity. Because she got away. Right, exactly. <laughs> that, it's just, but the, yeah. And that's, that, that's the, like, that is the damning part. And I don't hear people talking about that very much. That, I agree with you. I yeah. mean, the thing is, is to be, to accuse, to say somebody um, got drunk and uh, did something really, really stupid when they were 15 is completely believable. To say yeah. that never happened, I never did anything like that, right. when you were a big, athletic uh, drunk. Right. Well, he wasn't a great athletic drunk. He was, he was just... big, I said. Oh. Not great. But he was the captain of the basketball team. He mentioned that on the... Oh. You know, oh. That's, that's what he was doing. He, you know what he was right. doing most of that time? He didn't have time to go to parties. He was uh, focusing on his studies, getting, being the top of the class. He was focused on sports, being the captain of the basketball team. And he was focused on church. Like that is, yeah, you're that a liar. Account, you are a liar. That, ca- that I, accounts for six days of the week, and on Saturdays, I concentrated on getting really, really drunk and sticking with my tongue down the throat of anybody nearby. Mm-hmm. And and as Darren Husted uh, points out, also a gambling addict. You know, well, it, was he? I mean, I don't know addict, but there's a there's some. You, you know, know what? He, he went heavily into debt. While while we're talking about. Um, what he could have been. Let's just—he was also on heroin, and he he sold crack cocaine. It's true, and he trafficked and he, in like he murdered illegal babies. workers. Yeah, and, he ate yeah. babies. Well, only two, allegedly. Well, uh, yeah, okay. I was saying that he's just going to eat their livers. So if you add it up to, never mind. It, none of that is true. 
just like what he says. Whoa, you just Whoa. blew my mind. Whoa. I just got back from, uh, I went to Canada. Oh, yeah, Canada? I went to Canada to visit my girlfriend. <laughs> Your Canadian girlfriend? Yeah, she's, she's great. Just Her name is... See, this is a joke for those, those of you young, young kids out there. This is what people who were gay used to say. Oh, no. It's not just that. It was just people who didn't have a, a, a girlfriend. It's also say. In other words, it's what people who are gay and Marty used to say. Shut up. She's real. I went to a, a wedding and uh, in... I did not get to see Dan Etheridge because I was literally like as far away as I could be from Dan. Uh, I was in, and be and still be in Canada. And still be in Canada. Oh, yeah. I, well, I was yeah. in in Newfoundland. I guess that would be further. But I was in Nova Scotia. Have you ever been to Nova Scotia? Uh, I I went to Prince Edward Island when I was uh, four years old, mm. and my grandfather got really sick on the ferry and threw up his false teeth. Oh my God! Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. But it's funny. Yeah. It is very funny. <laughs> Just imagining these two sets sort of floating and like floating down to the bottom in a cloud of chowder. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Which is what one eats. Yeah. Yeah. But my, uh, yeah. My family's from Maine. So I should know that area better. Oh, yeah. Better. It's closer to Maine than it is to, um, you know, Vancouver or California or Toronto or, or Montreal Japan or Indonesia. No, I was saying Africa. other parts, closer parts of, of Canada is what I was thinking about. <laughs> I was trying to make some a useful comparison and you I made a mockery of me. Edmonton? Uh, yeah, sure. But uh, I thought, I'm sorry, Barney. I thought that was why I was here. <laughs> oh, no, no. It's welcome. To you realize that's a mockery of you. That's what, that's what I thought my job was. I think most people like the show when I'm mocked and well it, mm. it seems to me as a long time listener that if they don't like you being mocked then they would stop listening yeah <laughs> <sighs> it's true what they say about people being polite in Canada it is it really is what do they say about it that they aren't no <laughs> I don't know <laughs> Wait, you've never, I, I, I don't, like, you, do you live in a different world where you've never heard that Canadian people are polite? Well, I am basically, I see myself as Canadian, number one. Uh, number two, um, they, they might say that about most Canadians, but the Canadians that I mostly dealt with were Quebecois, who came down to um, uh, Hampton Beach, where I grew up, mm -hmm. and uh, they were not um, particular. in fact, they're kind of snooty. and well, they, they don't they, speak English. They yeah, but they were coming to New Hampshire, and they also they also have a, a terrible reputation for tipping. Where they oh. would, if they if they would, if the bill was like uh, uh, forty uh, forty nine dollars ninety five cents, you'd get the nickel as a tip. Oh wow, that that is bad. Yeah, but it is weird to think that there are like French Canadian people who literally weird. do not speak English. Like like yeah, because we had um, I back in the day I knew a bunch of French Canadians and like they would, they literally could not speak English. And yeah. then they would, they would be like, Oh yeah, she only speaks English when she's drunk, you know, because it she doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because, well, it's a, it's a point of pride. My grandfather couldn't, uh, didn't have very much English. The guy threw up his teeth. 
<laughs> he sounds like a mess. <laughs> no, he was, well, it was some, yeah. No, he wasn't too much of a mess as far as anyone could tell. Oh, I thought he was like raised and born and raised in the U.S. his entire life. Couldn't speak a, speak a lick of no, English. He, well, no, he was, I, I don't remember who was on, they, uh, my grandmother and my grandfather were on different sides of the St. Lawrence. Um, and and on the winter, the, the river would freeze and they would visit each other. And my grandfather liked my grandmother's sister, but then his brother took her. So it, there were two couples that got married. He, so my grandfather settled for Eliza. Aww. And then they were married for 65 years. Right. And they got divorced. No, I'm just kidding. Um. <laughs> she met a, a younger man. Yeah, I was about to say, went for a younger man. The pool boy. Oh, my God. I have so many uh, cousins that I hope never listen to this. Oh. Or this part. Okay. Yeah. Because they'll hunt me down. She was, I mean, they're both saints. So, because he was Canadian, he was polite. Yeah, he he was polite. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, on the plane, getting there, there was was a a woman who got sick, and she had to be carted out by by the EMTs. And they said... uh, Please don't get up, you know, after we've docked be, you know, because this woman has to, to get up. And so everybody just sat there waiting. And then she was carted off and everybody just sat there waiting, even though she was long off and like we were just sitting there at the gate. Then finally the ding went up and then everybody went up. If in the U.S. it would have been like as soon as she cleared their aisle, they w- people would have gotten up and, and like started gathering their stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what you I'm think saying? so? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, people would have been like on the other side of the aisle, been like, why do I have to, you know, she's already, she's on that aisle. I'm, I'm, I can clear out on this aisle. Yeah. Yeah. Very very practically minded or selfishly minded. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, okay. Here's another example. So my, there was a wedding last or two weeks ago Mm -hmm. where they, a lot of weddings here in the U.S. No, no, here in the U.S., here in California, where they said before the wedding, please, you know, we have a professional photographer. Uh, if you want to see the photos, we can, we can, uh, we'll let you see them, but please don't take photos during the, the ceremony. And then sure enough, like halfway through the ceremony, everybody had their phones out, like, and was take when they were taking photos, especially when they're, they're exiting. This was here? Here in the U.S. Were in these California. people uh, in the entertainment industry? No, they were not. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because everybody in the t- entertainment business industry is really, you know, always thinking about cinema. And no, it was more. Like the, I mean, it was more actors. I mean, in oh. my long experience in theater, oh. basically, it's like, okay, everybody, be quiet, and everybody says, oh, yeah, he's talking to everybody but me, because if he knew what I was saying, which is really important to you in our conversation, that he would know that I should complete. Shh. Oh, sorry. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is true. But then at this wedding this weekend, exact same speech at the beginning, yeah. and everybody was totally respectful during yeah. it. And it was... It, it, You're saying that polite, it stark, that sounds yeah. like obedient rather than polite. Yeah. They're compliant. They have no will of their own. They have no initiative. It's because of socialism. It's because of socialized medicine. That's what it is. Yes. That's why there's no... Yeah, that's why they're there. Yeah. That's yeah. why they are the way they are. That's why it's so cold up there, too. Socialized medicine. Yeah, yeah. I'm. It just sucks the 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 warmth out of society. Socialized socialism. No, it's does. just it's evil. It, it causes uh, glaciers. Oh, by the way, there's some there's some um, 
construction going on. Is that what that is? Yeah. I thought it was coffee. Oh, um, wait, hold on just a second. You can keep talking about I'll, Canada. I'll keep talking about Canada. Oh, Canada. Oh, Canada. I wish I knew the lyrics to Canada, uh, the Canadian national anthem. So um, I'm going to just say this random thing. We went on uh, tours uh, on Yom Kippur, my son and I, to UCLA and USC. And um, He's getting ready for school? Well, he's a junior. We just started the college tour thing. And the, the two schools were uh, virtually identical. The presentation was, was the, there was no difference. Of course, UCLA is, uh, has a better reputation and is half as expensive. So <laughs> it has a nicer campus. Um, but anyway, at one point in the UCLA tour, this is, this is a tribute to my, my son's uh, idiosyncrasy, if I could just invent, invent a word. Idiosynchronicity, I think it is. Yeah, well, you think so? No, I think we're both wrong, but I, that's good. That's um, he. They, they said, "Okay, what's your what's your pump song?" So you know, we, the the tour guide sort of said, "Okay, so where are you from?" To all the people in the tour, uh, what do you think about studying? And what's your pump song? And you know, somebody said, "You know, uh, that that Smash Box, Smash Mouth song, Smash Box, whatever it is." And then uh, it comes to my son's name is Yogi. I, I named him Yogi, so I should know that this would happen. You were setting him up. I was setting him up. So he says, "Well, I don't really have a pump song, except maybe the national anthem of the former Soviet Union." <laughs> okay. Now, at that point. I think that he knows exactly the reception that he's going to no, get. No, no, honest to God, no, it wasn't a joke. He gets it. He has it on. He has somehow he got a hold of this Red Army um, CD, the Red Army chorus, and he wakes up in the morning to that to the <laughs> to the Soviet Union national anthem. I don't. Uh, you don't believe that? It's not credible. It's actually true. I think you indoctrinated him. You're turning no. you're turning him in, into a communist. No, I believe I'm morning. a social democrat, but I'm Getting not him a hyped communist. Up on, uh, I, you know why I'm not a communist? Because I've known two-year-olds. Go on. I mean, what's after no, actually three-year-olds. After no, the most common word is mine. Mine, 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 mine. And if, if you have that programmed into you at the age of three, and the thing is, you do. It's not, it's not a social thing. It's a, it's a control thing. It's a human control thing. If you have that from the time that you're three, you can't, have, you can't suddenly go, you know, I'm just going to, to everyone, they're everything. And I'm just going to, everything's, the state will melt away and everyone will find a thing to do and take care of other people, no matter what, even if they don't look like them. I mean, that's never going to work. That's like crazy. I was, I was shocked. I was sure that uh, Karl Marx didn't have kids. And he did. He had like 150. 150. Yeah, look it up. How about hey, I want I got a bone to pick with you about the school shooting thing. Remember that time when you said, "Oh, I said you're less likely to be more likely." Oh, what? Yeah, we go. This is Just, your pump I'm, song. Yeah. I'm gonna start every episode with this because I want to get pumped, pumped like Yogi. Woo! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> can, can you imagine if a football team was like? Through collectivism, we shall <laughs> score, score, score. There are no oh. stars. Comrades. That is fantastic. Go on. I, I fucked up something. More likely to get shot than... 
oh yeah, you're more likely to be uh, hit by lightning than be shot at a school. Uh-huh. And you went and looked up some statistics that said basically there were 500 school shootings uh-huh. last year. Do you know that that was completely debunked by NPR? Did you see that? It was more. It was more like 17. That number came from the government, and it included. Uh, well, somebody showed up with a knife once. Oh, that's a shooting. Oh, well, there are five. There have been as many mass shootings as. Uh, not in schools, but in... I, I don't think I said school yes, shootings. You did. I think I said mass shootings. No, but didn't you hear that story about how that there was, a, there was this incredibly high number for school shootings that was debunked by NPR in 20 minutes? Oh, no. I like, actually... Like, well, it wasn't 20 minutes, but they, they, did, they, they, they took a couple, a couple days and checked out the figures and found that the, the, um, the federal, uh, federal government numbers were just nuts. I mean, they were, they were basically, there's a school shooting. With, uh, they basically said there's a school shooting every two or three times a day. Oh, no, I, I don't think, I think I was referring to school shootings in, I mean, not, uh, just mass shootings in general. And that's been like basically one a day uh, in the U.S. Yes, but, but again, that, that's, that's a, a de- there's another thing about mass shootings. Is the definition of mass shootings, according to the FBI, is that more than two people were shot. That seems massive. Well, if you're there, yes. But when you say mass shootings, you're thinking like somebody came in and randomly shot up a whole bunch of people. It's it's considered four or more people shot or killed in the same incidents, not including the shooter. And in 2018, uh, the according to the Gun Violence Archive, we've had 262 in the first 263 days of 2018. Um, and oh, and he's and he's walking out. He's walking out. He's just leaving. He, I can't... I, just because I... You know what? We, I could find out like whether I meant school shootings or mass shootings, but that means I would have to listen and research and listen to my own voice, and I don't do that. So um, that won't be happening. But if anybody else remembers, I don't care because I, I think that it really... It, I, I probably meant uh, mass shootings because that, that thing I did know. I didn't... Never know the number of school shootings, but, um, and we're out of half and half. And now John is actually leaving because we're out of half and half. He's walking out the, John, John, please come back. We'll, we'll, uh, we have soy or, or almond milk. Is it okay. Th- I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Almond that milk was really, um, that was really unprofessional. And uh, I hope, uh, I hope I passed the audition. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. It's um, always, uh, it's always a we'll see with me. Yeah. Um, Tyson says that I think that particular anthem might be found on the Hunt for Red October soundtrack. Oh. No, no, it's a, it's a Red Army um, uh, uh, chorus. They didn't thing. write that, an anthem specifically for the... Oh, I, no, no, but I think, I think he's right now. now you think I think, about he, it. I think, I think he, he says that version that I just played was yeah. on, from that. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I do remember them playing that. So after after uh, Yogi said that, and I <laughs> yeah, shook, yeah. My Did you have shook my head in chagrin. And, no, and but there must have been a little bit of pride. There was No, it's a, it's a twisted kind of pride. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I have the, the most idiosyncratic kid like on earth. And anyway, so I looked it up because I, I thought, okay, Yogi, if you're going to go around telling people that's your favorite piece of music, it has to be a shorter name. It doesn't have a shorter name. I thought it, made it, be, it, it was, used to be the International, but... That was replaced in 1944 by this song, which has a nickname that in Russian, but it doesn't have any name other than you know the the anthem of the Soviet Union. Oh well, what is, is how is that different from the American anthem? The Star Spangled Banner. 
Oh, Star Spangled Banner. Okay. Barty, were you not clear that that was the national anthem? Um, yeah, the anthem of the Soviet Union, also known as Hymn of the Soviet Union. Oh, um, what about the her? It's uh, thank you very much. I'll be here for another hour, maybe. Yeah, that's why the state failed at sexism. What? <laughs> That's why so, the skit failed? The state. The state. The, state. Yeah, yeah, the, Russia, the Soviet state. Yeah, because of sexism. Yeah. That's so, why it's so cold up there. It is. <laughs> where, where um, d- does Yogi, he plays Dungeons and Dragons, right? Yeah. Or, I can neither confirm nor deny that. Yes, he does. He plays Dungeons and Dragons. He listens to Dungeons and Dragons podcasts. Okay. And he writes his own um, campaigns. Not just campaigns. He's creating a game, a new role-playing game. Is there a game that he plays more than D and D? No, um, but he does play the the variants of it of them. Of yeah, them? we we yeah. I got him into that. But now what uh, he and his oh, do you play do, too? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Don't judge me like that. Don't look at me like that. I, God, the sneer. Take it off your face. So uh, yeah, resting sneer face. So he, uh, but he he and his friends uh, now actually write their own games. They're, they're developing their own like games. Oh, and that's very popular these days. Is it? Yeah. Like, well, I mean, just independent games. It's a it's a big thing. Yeah. And that's really exciting. And yeah, it's have pretty you played cool. them? Have you played? I them? haven't. No. No, I I don't like. Uh, I I started them off. I was the first dungeon master mm-hmm. when they were you know eleven. Okay, I'm and, sorry. I can't <laughs> mask the judgment on my face. It's just there. Sorry. Go on. <laughs> Yeah, while while I was nerding out on Dungeons and Dragons, Marty was nerding out on fencing. <laughs> um, so, uh, well, at least I was athletic. I don't know what I've lost track of my. Uh, you're talking the, about your your disgust is his evolution as a gamer. Oh, so I I used to be the dungeon master for those guys, and it, but as soon as but they were, I mean, these are like they be, went from like eleven up to 13 once they became 13 they were intolerable as human beings and i couldn't i didn't wouldn't want to willingly spend hours with them mm-hmm. you know cr- talking to them or listening to them or corralling them in any way so now they're the dungeon masters and i'm not gonna play with them until they're 22 oh good good and are there girls in the group women sometimes very 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 rarely <laughs> once <laughs> <laughs> no, it was like three times. <laughs> That's pretty good. It's yeah, more than when I was uh doing that. Oh, and Evan Cardi of Roseville, California says, "I want to hang out with Yogi, not in a creepy way." Uh cuz about the D&D cuz he's into D&D. Oh, okay. Yeah. Does he do the whole lead figures thing and everything? No. No, yeah. we don't you don't usually use uh, maps and figures. Oh, it's all just sort of do you use dice? Oh yeah, yeah, okay. lots of dice. We get. Uh, he's got a gigantic collection. In which version does he play? Uh, the latest version. Uh-huh. We started uh, with. Uh, we bought all, all of uh, like four, four point and then then they came out with five Right. And so we bought all that too. But oh. five The thing is, is that the whole, um, the whole what do you call it? Business model of four was we're going to put out as many books as we possibly can. And and then, but 5.0, it seems like they're practically giving it away. Oh, like really? They, they're doing some other, they have some other idea or something. I mean, well, that, I, that's probably smart because they they probably want to make, put everything out there, you know? Yeah, like uh, online. The, like the Fortnite model of gaming, you know? Is, that, is it Fortnite is free? Fortnite is free, but then you have to 
pay for add-ons and oh like, really things yeah oh, i didn't realize that yeah I, I get another thing i'm not gonna did you see did you know bill sawyers you know bill sawyers oh right? yeah yeah did you see the review on uh, he posted on Facebook for he he plays Doctor Octopus in the new Spider Man oh uh, uh, game that we all agreed we okay never Bill Sawyer's is so freaking talented he's well he's, he that that's a review basically said that Doctor Octopus I mean it actually just said his incredible performance in that game and I guess it's a spoiler alert so I won't go any further into what it's oh like. yeah well. Uh, yeah, it's not a surprise. I ran lights on a show, a two-man show that he did that you directed. Um, the Illuminati? The Illuminati. Yeah. Which was so good. Was, yeah. Who wrote that? Uh, Eddie Levi Lee and Larry Larson, and I think uh, their partner, Rebecca Wackler. They they um, they had a theater company in Atlanta. I'm a huge fan of those. I, I really want to turn that into a, a movie. I, I directed that with Paul Giamatti and... and um, in Seattle. In Seattle. Oh. That was awesome. Was he in it? Mm-hmm. Can yeah, he, play, he played Reverend Eddie. Can he play basketball? He's, no. Because <laughs> <laughs> isn't, isn't there basketball in that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not, I mean, it's not necessary to I actually know. play. He, he plays basketball against death. And the guy who's playing death has got, you know, his face covered up with a black thing so, you can, so it looks like death. Because that's what death looks like. Everybody knows. Yeah, but death can block shots like nobody's business. Oh, that's, just, yeah. He's like... Uh, He's like Bill Russell, except with Wilt Chamberlain's height. Um, that is great for Bill, and because that Bill vi- Russell, uh, or Bill Sawyer. Yes, it is. That video game is is one of the fastest selling uh, video games of all time, mm-hmm. and uh, the reviews have been really solid, and it looks super fun. I know we have listeners who've played it and loved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Miller finished it, and and uh, yeah. Uh, oh, and then. Okay, does does Yogi listen to uh, Pretending with Dice? It's a podcast, a and d podcast? I don't know which ones he listens to. I, uh, I, that's Leave not, me alone, Dad! No, not quite like that, but no. I know it's more like, what are you listening to? And I and he's listening to yet another D&D podcast. Yeah. And I just, I don't understand. Is it, are they talking about the mechanics of the game? And, Both. Most, a lot of, there's a lot of game playing, and then there's also, he listens, I mean, he, He's really into it. Uh, yeah, he's really into role-playing games. Yeah, that's cool. I, I mean, I tried No, I, that's not the word. Oh. It's interesting. It's awesome. <laughs> it's great. It's not at all cool. I'm just trying to be supportive. <laughs> I'm just, I'm doing my best. Now let's just call a nerd a nerd. It's not cool. I guess so. But it, it seems like, uh, with what's his name? Um, uh, uh, wh- oh, what's his name? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have no, Dan Harmon. Uh, you know, who? Dan Harmon, who who created Community and uh, was one of the the creators of Rick and Morty. He, he oh, had, right, right. He's got a a, a narrative, whatever D and D podcast. He does. Uh, yeah, I think so. And people will correct me if I'm wrong. And oh. I've tried to listen to it, and I'm just like, um, I can't, I can't, I can't visualize it, but. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if you want to get, if you want to play and you want to get ideas and stuff, uh-huh. you know, I, I would imagine that would be a good thing to do. I asked to sit in we on somebody's... You read a book. <laughs> yeah, right. I asked to sit on sit in on someone's game. I was like, I met this guy at a party and I was like, oh, wow, that sounds really cool. Can I sit in sometime and just like watch? And he's like, no. And he just walked away. He, I, it's like I offended him. I, I crossed you, some sort of have barrier. Have you never played Dungeons and Dragons? Uh, I... I Never How did you a, get into Yale without playing Dungeons I, and Dragons? I bought a, a few. I 
bought a, a monster manual and um, <laughs> player's guide, but uh, never played a full campaign. Started many, but never really. Oh, but so you've played? Yeah, here and there. Yeah. Oh, okay. All yeah. Right. It's not, it seemed like it'd be kind of impossible to avoid your entire life. Um, yeah. Being the nerd that you Shut are. up! <laughs> I was fencing. <laughs> Is Yogi into comic books too? Nope. Not at all. Were you into comic books? Yes. Yep. And uh, did you try to get him into comic books? Uh, a little tiny bit. Uh-huh. And yeah. It's just like, I'd rather create my own stuff. Well, it was hard because when I was into comic books, um, I would do a little chore, get a quarter, go and buy one. You know? It was... And or... Uh, if right. the D, When I started buying comic books, DC comic books were 20 cents. I am that old. And, um, and the thing is, is that... You, uh, and there were there was just Marvel and DC. It was and and there were just a few titles, right? Easy. It was easy to just get in. It was like there oh. was the Amazing Spider Man and the Spectacular Man, the Spider Man. No, that, was, that when I started, it was it was only the Amazing Spider Man, oh. and and it was the Spectacular uh, Peter Parker is the Spectacular Spider Man. Uh, that's right. I, full title. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was actually. I mean, when I started uh, in when I was like nine or whatever. That that hadn't that expansion hadn't happened. There were no comic specialty shops. And then when I it was it grew as I grew. And by the time I was in college, you had uh, Love and Rockets and mm-hmm. Cerebus and all the underground and comics were Dark coming Knight out. Dark Knight comics. Dark Knight came out. Yeah, it was yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, and uh, it was a real transformation of comics. Just when I was you know in my late teens, early twenties, and just, so I I love them. And now there's there's a gigantic huge industry. And it was hard to figure out where to start uh, for for Yog, and he was interested in other things. And he, I'm a little bit more of a science fiction person than he is. He loves Lord of the Rings. Oh, right. Like, right. And Dungeons and Dragons. Well, comic books are are not doing very well uh, as of late. Dis- as, as a format? As a format, mm-hmm. yeah. I think the, like, the big, the big uh, presses, I guess, they're, they're not not doing well despite the movies making billions of dollars so like you see, the big press is being marvel and dc yeah yeah hmm. uh, well i mean I, I i my understanding is and i i don't like i said I've, I've gotten when i was poorer i stopped buying comic books because they there were so many and also the ones that i was following stopped coming out yeah and i i actually got was really mad that they're like oh it's the infinity war you got to get one of every all these different comics, you know, yeah, to, was... to make the whole story. And then visually they're all different. And like, then you're like, oh, well, this is kind of cool. And they, they're trying to get you to buy the other comics. And it just really felt like a marketing move more than mm-hmm. a storytelling move. Yeah. And, and also, I mean, there, there, most of the team stories, I, there was a, there was a one period of time, the Phoenix saga, which I remember very fondly, that's going to be finally in a movie. Um, and that was where, uh, John Byrne was drawing, and uh, Chris Claremont, Claremont was writing. Yeah, and uh, and it actually started with Co- I think a guy named Cochran was uh, was drawing before Byrne took over. Johnny Cochran? No, I don't think so. But um, the that story that's when I got into the X Men. I started reading the X Men, and somehow it was a perfect um, uh, focus, so that you you could bring in all the other. Uh, characters, but Jean Grey and Scott Summers were the main um, characters. But then right. after that ended and the, the book went on, it got really scattered, and I've always felt that too many characters 
just gets too crazy. And and the Marvel universe in in the comic books um, got to be too soap opera like. Be with things like you had the Amazing Spider Man, and and Spider Man was at one point was in like five titles, and that led up to because he he was he was also in Marvel Team Up. Oh yeah, and uh, and even though he was an individual character, he had all these different storylines that were going on, and supposedly at the same time got very complicated. And then you had Secret Wars where he was a main... I didn't read any of that stuff. Oh, yeah, because it's too much. Yeah, for exactly the reason that you said. I was That was basically when I was in college and I didn't have any money. And I, I just couldn't buy... And, and I was discovering the underground comics and, uh, and, and that was awesome. Yeah, so X-Men 129 to 138. That's that, the Phoenix Saga. Well... 130, that's it? I think it was longer than that. Was it? All right. Seems like it. I had the whole thing, and my evil stepmother gave it away. Hmm. Um, really? Mm-hmm. Wow. When I was in college. Wow. Yeah. And yeah, that's around the time that I really got into uh, X-Men, and then the ones after that with where Kitty Pride comes in, and mm-hmm. like 142, 141, something like that. Mm-hmm. That was great, that whole series. And yeah. Wolverine became a bigger thing. Um, but... Uh, so DC Comics, you know, they, they created a new imprint where uh, it's called the DC's Black Label, where they have their their standard characters, but they it's for adults, for mature re- readers. So they have like swear words and they don't have the approved comic code, which has been gone forever. But, you know, it would not pass muster there. Have, have you? Well, you don't read comics anymore, though, right? No, I mean, I, so, I, it's one, honestly one of those things that I keep on going, I want to get back into this, but there's just too many to start with. I, I, uh, a friend of mine recommended a few. It's funny because a friend of mine recommended a few, so I went out and got some comics, and, I, and um, these were supposed to be really good. Each one cost $3. Mm-hmm. They're still 22 pages long. Right. And because of- $3 uh, is a bargain. Right. And, and because of- um, uh, the graphic storytelling uh, has evolved, so you can actually, because of things like Cerebus and um, and Dark Knight and and things that were, I mean, just graphically revolutionary. Right now, you can have almost nothing happen in twenty two pages that you spent three dollars right. and fifty cents. But there's cents tons for. of negative space, though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and it's beautiful. But if if you know if it went somewhere, right? But and and then the other thing is, it's still a comic book. So and it's being churned okay, out. Be careful what you're saying. Well, no, what I'm saying is that some there, there's Frank Miller, right, and there's Alan Moore, mm-hmm. and there's occasionally Chris Claremont when he wasn't writing too much. You know, there are some great writers. Yeah, there are some great writers, and there's a lot of not very great writers. Right, right. Well, and, but there are a whole bunch of ones that we don't know about. You know, that I get right educated. I think the the key is to buy the trade pro. Uh, the trade bound ones, you know, and get them at used bookstores and stuff like that, or get them used. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, and then you get the stories, and you don't have to worry about mint condition or whatever. Yeah, but at the same time, you have that rule that you know, like I have, where I realized a long time ago that I hadn't listened to enough of the John Coltrane music that I already knew about in my life. You know what I mean? Like there's enough music I know about that I love, right? As opposed to. What's what's the newest thing? Like after a while, you just don't care. Uh, like, yeah, you, I, what, just do I go for your and... younger listeners out there, like you reach a certain point where you, you just stop being curious about amassing more cultural knowledge. Yeah, yeah, because you've like, already yeah, you already just, know that there's yeah. uh, like I. And the question is, should I go out and buy a a new 
trade paperback or should I reread The Watchmen? Mm, right. Or or any of the hundreds and or thousands of, of other stories that you have right. at your disposal. Right. That you know are good. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, well, in this version of Batman on the Black Label um, comic book for DC, they there's a scene of him. clothes. Yeah. He does. He does. Oh, that's right. I saw, I saw that on late night comedy. Yes. And this, this is my and like, penis. He's, <laughs> why are you... <laughs> Why are you? Why, you jump, why are you? Yeah. That, what is? What is it about that? That that? I just. I. I'm sorry. No, no. No. I'm curious. Why do I ruin every story you tell? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I thought like, that was the point. <laughs> guess the punchline before I get to it. So he's getting out of the Batmobile and he's taken off his uniform, and in, like he's he's uh, backlit. So you, and you just see the vaguest little outline of his of his wee wee. And, you know, sort of, uh, and yes. And so they printed that out and then they said, oh, in subsequent versions, we're going to black that out and not have that in there. So clearly they did this as pure publicity. They probably had like, you know, a hundred copies of the penis version and then 10,000 copies of the other one. And they're just like, oh, get those out there, get them to all the late night shows and all the, the, the uh, uh, you know comic book websites and uh, and let's hope it sells our imprint you know don't you think I mean because there's no yes. reason to, there's no reason to show his penis like it well doesn't, it doesn't really add to the story no I mean I didn't I I heard it as a joke on uh, Seth Meyers uh-huh. so I didn't really see it and the way you're describing it it just sounds kind of dumb yeah yeah like there's it, yeah, and the whole well, I think the whole black label thing is dumb. Right. Well, I think the idea is like in the in the Marvel and and DC movies, they do swear, and there's a little a lot more violence, and or some more some, but but they do swear in them. And, yeah. Well, and, in Deadpool, they swear like a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But I yeah I I guess I don't see why. You would have a whole imprint where the whole point is that you swear. Because it's for you and me, you know? Oh, for, because now I'm More, older. You're older. I'm older. I can hear people swear and it won't like make me embarrassed for my grandparents. Yeah. Because they, they've passed on. Yeah. Right. Something like that. Yeah. And your parents yeah. aren't going to like find it under your bed or something like that. Right. I, I don't get it. I just. Uh, well, I they're know. just trying to sell things. It's, uh, anyway, if you want to watch it, it sells people. It's Batman Damned. And uh-huh. it's number one, but I don't. I, good luck finding one with a penis in it. But or maybe I don't know. I don't know if good luck is the. Yeah, I don't think that's the appropriate thing. Uh, it, do you guys uh, list? Has anybody read the comic book? Is uh, is it is it good? Is it interesting? Um, <laughs> and then Darren's like, I like that Marty is leading up to this. Uh, yeah, it took forever to get there, but we got to his dick. Oh, and then there's a. <laughs> Is that why you asked me about comic yeah, books? Yeah, yeah. And you can go to um, batmansdick.neocities.org and see all the uncensored bits of Batman's bits. That's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yep. I think I was very responsible of you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think this is an important story that we should continue to spend time on. Um, yeah. I finally did see Deadpool two on the plane mm, mm, excellent was it pretty good did you like it 
the story's you don't really you don't really remember it, do you? No, the story's a little thin. Thin? Yeah. Really? I I found actually I would say that the the problem with Deadpool two is that the story was uh, way more serious than the actual like oh. movie gave it. I mean. I, yeah, I just not to give it away, but right. hopefully no, we can give it away. Oh, okay. Every, I'm the last person in in this podcasting world who has seen this movie. Well, so it's about his his love of his life, the one thing he really actually feels. Mm. Right, she's died. She's dead. Mm-hmm. And 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 he's coming to terms with it by creating a superhero team that. Dies. Just completely dies immediately, in which is ridiculous one of way. the funniest things. It's hilarious, yeah. and then and then well, and that's then, like MacGruber. Did you see MacGruber? No. Oh, it's MacGruber. Oh, it's so funny. Yeah, because he assembles his super team, and then he's like, uh, and then they all blow up while they're waiting for him. Is in, it a in, movie? Yeah. Is based, it based on the, the, the skit? Yeah. They made a whole movie oh, out of so it. It's so funny. Really? It's so idiotic, and yeah, it's okay. great. It's really good. I mean. That's that's yeah. one of the shortest and dumbest skits ever done. It's hilarious, but they made a whole movie out yeah, of it. Yeah, and so he assembles this crack team, and they're all waiting for him in the van, and it blows up um, because of what, a fuck up that he does. I forget what it was, but it's very funny. But here is much better because they yeah, it was very elaborate deaths. Very elaborate deaths. Yeah. And uh, and then and then and then Cable is a Cable, mm-hmm. the bad guy is is he's got a similarly incredibly serious um, deal. And and with all the wisecracking and and the and the the uh, and then the goofy fat kid who's the, the mutant who kills people. Okay, let's not shame him, okay? Which part, the goofy or the Go- fat? Goofy. Okay, yeah. Well, the the kid, the kid. I mean, he's got a serious. There's all these the serious abuse. Yeah, I guess it just felt like there was a lot of serious stuff, I, and it was maybe I, dealt with in a very goofy way. Maybe thin is the wrong term. I mean, forced, like because the those themes are all just so like heavily yeah. pushed down our throats that's know? unlike other superhero well, I, movies i would uh yeah i guess i guess uh i i was kind of surprised that they went all the way there with uh killing off his girlfriend contractual yeah um yeah all right yeah but anyhow i i enjoyed it it was fun. Yeah, it's it's fun. And he's he's who doesn't like Ryan Reynolds, you know? I don't know. Um, I, do, I didn't I, like him in Green Lantern. I don't think he liked him in Green Lantern, according yeah. to this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I might. I'm. I. I think I'm the only one who saw Green Lantern. I'm I, the one I, person. I saw his. Yeah, the worst. Did you time. see his penis in Green Lantern? I saw a digital something. Mm. I don't know if it was pe- his penis, but mm. yeah. it was green. It wasn't yellow. Oh no, no. Does his pee come out green, or does his pee? It has to come out green, or, or else, else he loses. He would have powers. no power. Yeah, one of the worst uh, weaknesses ever. By the way, well, in the, a superhero. the classic era Green Lantern uh, didn't have uh, wood. Was was uh, he had oh, that, uh, Earth, wood. Earth Two? Yeah, Earth Two. Well, that was the Earth Two was like the forties or fifties version, Go- Golden Age, I guess. The Golden Age with yeah. a goofy helmet. That's right. Um, Everybody had a goofy helmet back then. So you get into the whole Marvel thing. You've you've seen all the Marvel movies. Yes, I am contractually obligated to see all the Marvel movies because you work for Disney. No, because I'm a geek. Oh, right. So how do you feel about Captain Marvel? I'm excited about Captain Marvel because I don't know anything about her. 
Mm-hmm. So I'm excited because I I don't I know the original Captain Marvel, and I and the thing is he was very involved with the uh, the whole Infinity uh, or the Cosmic Cube War, which is the basis for the Infinity Stones War with Thanos, and uh, I loved him, and I love that Rick Jones became Captain Marvel. Rick Jones being the uh, Hulk's uh, friend who he rescued at the very beginning of the Hulk, and then he became uh, Captain Marvel. So the original male Captain Marvel. Hmm. who was a Kree uh, warrior, and he exchanged places with Rick Jones. With the, yeah, I know, but come on. And so I don't know what happened with Carol Danvers, but I know that... Uh, I have Ms. Marvel number one. You do? I do. Holy crap, where is yeah. it? I just want to look at it. I'm not going to take it home and sell it <laughs> on eBay. You, um, that's even creepier. It's like, you just want to look creep- at it. I- <laughs> Um, I did a lot of things when I was 15 that yeah. I'm not proud of. <laughs> and that's why you're not on the Supreme Court. That's the only reason. <laughs> only reason. Yeah, your let's, jurisprudence let, Ladies is and gentlemen, let's do the solid. math. I graduated at the same time as the guy who seems like a scumbag Same now. school. I went to the same school, and he's up for the Supreme Court, and I'm not at all, even close. Mm-hmm. I don't think law school is the only difference. I don't know if... You get into <laughs> as much trouble for having like sexual fantasies about Carol Danvers and She-Hulk as you would for raping a girl at a pro- well, pool party. Well, let's see. In 10 years, if you're on the Supreme Court, then we'll say no. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're not, then I think we'll say that you just ruined your chances I just now. So. I guess so. Oh, jeez. Did you say uh, sexual fantasies about Carol Danvers and the She-Hulk? Yeah. <laughs> I, was talk- I was referring to you. Were you? Yeah. <laughs> or, or was I? Jeez, Louise. Two uh, titles that I never read. Oh, yeah. And you did. Yeah, well, so, that's why I, I kept referring to... Who are we talking to, about? <laughs> I kept referring to the movie as, as Ms. Marvel, and I realized somehow that's sexist, that I'm calling it Ms. Marvel instead of Captain Marvel, but... Yeah, it is sexist. Yeah. God damn it. You know what's also sexist? Just, that's why it's so cold in here. Is Yes. It, Thank you very much. <laughs> it's a socialist sexist uh, podcasting <laughs> den. As. There was a whole big thing that people were photoshopping Brie Larson to put a smile on her face. A smile on her face when? For for the, the Ms. Marvel sort of stills, you know, saying that she should smile more. She should smile more? Yeah. Because? Because women are prettier when they smile. Uh-huh. And, 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 and that's sexist? She should smile more in the poster where she's being a superhero? Yeah. And I, I don't know, is it sexist? Is of course it's sexist. sexist. Of it, course no, it's people, sexist. Everybody's more attractive when they smile. But, but sometimes when you're fighting for your life, you don't smile or something. Yeah. The, when there, there's an article in... The whole, I mean, there's super, too there's many a, superheroes. No, but there's a whole movement about like... Uh, like that was came about in like 2016. Um, this woman wrote an article in The Atlantic saying like, you know, telling a, a co-worker, a woman to smile more is like a, a basically a, a sexist act. Which I agree with. Like, why? Really? Should... You agree with that? Yeah. Why should you smile more? Why? I. What? What if I just tell you to smile more? Well, that. Wouldn't... Why don't you lighten up? <laughs> <laughs> why don't you fuck the fuck off? What? What's What's aggressive and sexist about that? I say it. To... No. You just said it to me. I know. Why don't you fucking lighten up, Marty? You. <laughs> You big male specimen of a frowny face person. Because you never see people in a work workplace saying smile to the male, a, a male to a male saying smile. Oh, you know what? You you'd be you should smile more. Will you never see that? 
No, but it happens. You're to, not around me. It, oh, I, I walk whenever I walk into a workplace. I say, "Fucking lighten up, smile, you fucking assholes." It, it's that's, not even lighten up. Though. I am. It is. It is smile. You'd be. You'd do much better if you smile. Yeah. I just on my way here. So this is ostensibly a a, a comedy <laughs> podcast. Ostensibly, you're laughing. Supposedly, I am laughing, but am I laughing at the? Possibility. Anyway, so I, I was listening to uh, Hidden Brain, the podcast, and it was about Israel Horowitz and and uh, the story of him, like basically sticking his tongue down the throat of everybody he worked with who was female for like thirty years. This is Ad Rock's uh, father. Yes. Uh, for those of you who don't know who Israel Horowitz is, he's a playwright, director, and uh, his son was Ad Rock of, of and uh, still Beast- is. Yeah, of the Beastie Boys. Well, is he still Ad Rock? Uh, I don't. I don't know. I think he's actually. Um, uh, wait. So I didn't hear about Israel Horowitz. Go on. Oh, he apparently has been uh, molesting uh, women um, in the theater for uh, forty years, and finally, the story came out in two thousand sixteen. Like it was, it came out uh, twenty five years, twenty seven years ago, and was completely ignored. Um, oh wow! And uh, and then Just it came like- out. Anita Hill. And- yeah, but then he, he it came out again in 2016, and he lost all of his uh, jobs and, and stuff. But he's 80. I mean, he, he was like going after uh, someone when he was 80 who he knew when she was 11. And uh, it's just creepy. Um, he was accused of, of raping a 19-year-old mm-hmm. uh, in 1989. Mm-hmm. So that was, wow, he was virile, creepy old man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then... He he's responded to those uh, these accusations, mm-hmm. saying um, it's a different memory of some of these events. Well, it's very clear from the story, and that's why which I just, is such a dodge. I just know? no, it's it's not a dodge. It's 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 a it's a typical uh, male experience of your virility. Now, I never had that, but I think that some people go <laughs> go. Uh, she's crying because she wants me so badly, <laughs> right? You know, it's really like sort of convincing yourself and listen i am no longer feel this way because i'm over 50 i'm over 50 but i when i was in my 20s and teens i would get so horny that i could convince myself of anything right yeah you know and and you're just so crazed with sex crazed yeah you know and it's i never did anything i did things that that i uh you know look back on that i'm ashamed of sure um but i never assaulted anybody right. but i it's sort of like when you when you have a baby and you're sleep deprived uh, and the baby is crying, you can actually, you can go, oh, I, I can understand why people kill their children. Right. Uh, if I was, if I was me- more messed up than I am and I was drunk or screwed up on and the baby wouldn't shut up, I can imagine it. Mm-hmm. You know, in the same way I can imagine being, jumping on, being drunk and jumping on, uh, this woman, if I if I had a more of a sense of entitlement and I was drunker and bigger, I could when I was that age. It's just like I can I can see where that happened. Right. That's getting back to what you were saying about Kavanaugh. Where it's like it's not it's completely believable that that happened. Completely believable. Right. And it's completely unbelievable that he would immediately say that never happened. I never did anything anything like that. It's like then you're different from everybody you hung out with at when I was going to Yale. Especially as part of the, your fraternity. Right, exactly. All those guys yeah. 
If they got really drunk, most of them would have done something inappropriate. People, I, I, when I was in high school, I defended as, as the, you know, I was the president of the student body. We had this thing where this guy grabbed this girl and brought it into the locker room. There were a bunch of other guys around, and he took down his, his uh, shorts. Yeah. Right? She was completely traumatized. And at the time in my school, that guy was a, a good guy. He was a good guy. They're going to kick him out. He's a good guy. Yeah. Was, yeah why would just, you want to ruin his future? It was just a horseplay kind of why thing. Why would you want to ruin his future by by making him own up to the the you know the the consequences of his actions? Yeah. And in my defense, here's the thing. In my defense, I was torn. Looking back, there was nothing to be torn about. Right. He assaulted her. Right. I mean, it was really fucking scary for her. Yeah. And and the thing is, nothing, quote unquote, happened. Right. Like they didn't tear off her clothes and rape her, so nothing, quote unquote, happened. But it was like that's just you know, so that's I, believable. So maybe as a society, we shouldn't send that person to prison, but no. but make that person responsible for their right. actions. Right. And maybe they shouldn't even be suspended, but make label him as a guilty person who right. did this thing as opposed to I think no it was a private school he could he could get kicked out that was that right. was way beyond any uh, that was okay. a rule that was all right, right. Well, but I agree with you like you know, there's there's definitely like this is not this is something that is wrong right and we should acknowledge it should it ruin anybody's life forever no but we should acknowledge that people can rehabilitate and then we can mm-hmm. look back and then admit like Brett Kavanaugh I used to drink a lot. I was a horny kid, yep. and I did some stupid things that mm-hmm. I regret, and yep. I apologize to you know, et cetera, et cetera. But, um, yeah, that that is that is a p- tough position for you to be in too, as a student body president. Yeah, it I mean, was it was kind of ruined the whole the whole year. It was kind of awful. Um, but, but it you fuck know, that guy, a, huh? Fuck that guy. I don't know. I mean, the whole thing was terrible. Yeah. And and you know that's kind of that's the kind of thing that happens all the time. But I completely agree with you. Like responsibility. I heard this fantastic podcast on I think it was the uh, New York Times Daily, where uh, which I I listened to and I can't. St- it's the unctuousness. It's just. But anyway, the uh, the story was I was uh, this woman told her story of uh, going to high school and being very vulnerable, and then having this friend of hers basically um, grope her. Mm-hmm. And then she uh, said no, and and then she said no, 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 and he finally gave up uh, and stopped and drove away, uh, drove her home, and was really mad. And it, she was just so devastated that she uh, commi- uh, tried to commit suicide. And uh, But then a year or two later, he came to her and said, I'm really very, 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 very sorry, and he gave a heartfelt apology and said, I did something that was really wrong, and I'm really sorry. It made a huge difference for her. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what this... Yeah. That, that would go a long way. Yeah. Yeah. And that's... and Yeah. So in hospitals, they say that, like, when doctors take responsibility for their mistakes, mm-hmm. the malpractice suits, like, drop. Mm-hmm. Because that's what patients really want. They yep. want to. They want it, it helps restore trust yep. in, in these systems. And but you know, uh, there there's an old school way of thinking of like, no, we just deny, deny, deny because we can't open ourselves up to any sort of liability. Right. And that is just a shitty way of going through life. Right. You know. But um, wait, did you see Jessica Jones the the TV show? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, of course. It's from Marvel. Yeah. Oh, right. We you, even have to watch uh, the Defenders. Iron Fist. Yeah. And we have to watch uh, everything. We're, we're 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 slogging through Iron Fist now. Uh, it's hard. Yeah. It's very hard. What about We've Legion? We've been told that it's going to get better. What? Legion? Legion. I, 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 Legion is so good yeah. that I kind of have paused watching it. Yeah. Because you got to take time, right? Yeah. It's very, very, very good. Like very disturbing. And very rich. Super rich. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's the thing is, is superhero things, I've, there's too much. Uh, and you, too much of the same thing. But Legion is really incredible. Do you remember when the Doctor Who dude like makes Jessica Jones smile? He forces her to smile as you know because his superpower is he can he can make people do mm-hmm. things against their will. I don't remember that particular one, no. but well, yeah. Th- but that was like a one of the instances of some of sort of a a, a, a what we we're talking about the the just smile. Why don't you just smile? Right, just smile more. But is that why you brought that up? Because way back in. When oh. you still brought that up, yeah, that? because of the well, You're because of the Brie in. Larson thing, yeah, and and so in response to that, like, so all these people put up these Photoshop things of her smiling. They they would grab a, a smile mm-hmm. of hers from one of her paparazzi things and put mm-hmm. it on her face, mm-hmm. which is like just so annoying. And so then people, you mean on whose face? On Brie Larson's, like oh, her, on see. her on her Captain Marvel face, like yeah. her superhero face, like I'm the badass who's gonna like save the world face. Yeah, she's gonna. Yeah. And then, so people did the same thing with, like, using Thor and Ca- and, and uh, Iron Man and Captain America. They put, fa- you know, smiles on tho- those posters. Mm-hmm. And it's very funny because it just looks ridiculous, you know, like, a- mm-hmm. as a response to, to that sort of sexist act of, like, putting, putting a smile on a face when she does, on a woman's face when she doesn't want to smile or she, it's not appropriate, you know. Okay. You don't think that's f- clever or funny or it's a good re- it's an appropriate response I don't because no I don't know I'm a little torn by this. I, w- what I are mean, you torn by? Well, I I don't I'm not I understand that what you're saying and what people are saying that saying smile telling a person to smile because a woman to a smile a woman because they'll be more attractive um is sexist. I uh, think No, they're uh, just saying to just to smile just because Okay, go on, go on. I, I think everybody should smile more because it makes you feel better. Okay, but should you tell people to smile more? I just did. No, but, <laughs> but individually. Marty, I think you should smile more. Fuck what? the fuck off. <laughs> uh, lighten up. Lighten up with your smile tyranny. I'm... I'm I'm. Uh, I. I think that there is a real, real, real systemic sexism. I think yes, and I think that, and I think that by by calling out that some people say, "Hey, you should smile," mm-hmm. as sexism is almost like it's it's like let's talk about real sexism, not like every like aspect of sexual or gender difference that exists in the world i think it just i think but it's it's akin to catcalling you know like what saying smile is yeah and i think that i think you have to have the well i mean just based on what i've read of women's stories about it like it, it that's how it makes them feel it's like this sort of 
Um, well, we have so many women listeners. Please chime in, female listeners, and let us know about this sort of casual sexism that you experience in the workplace. Do you have any women listeners? Um, in Canada. Oh, okay. Yeah, our Canadian listeners. You say that like Canadian women don't count as women. No, it was a callback. It was? Because it's so cold up there? No, Canadian girlfriend. Oh, your, your Canadian girlfriend is listening? Jeez. Yeah. All right. I'm sorry, mind. Marty. <laughs> so... Exasperation, exasperation, exasperation. I don't feel comfortable talking about this with just you and me. I know, I know. It is hard to, to talk about that because, yeah, we, we have not had that experience. And I can only just extrapolate from the things I've read of what it's like to be a woman in a male-dominated workplace, like in the military. And, and like that's what the stories I've read. And it just sounds like you experience sexism on so many different levels. And Smile More is just like one of, one of you know, hundreds. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. We're going to dip into the mail sack. Mail sack, mail sack. Come on, get my hands in that mail sack. Yeah, that was great. This is from David Castro, sent 16 minutes ago. Uh, and it says... Mail? Mail, David Castro. Yeah. Oh, David Castro. Yeah. And then he says, a shout out to Stephanie, who is listening live for the first time. Oh, so that's a woman. Yeah. Well, Stephanie, Stephanie. tweet in at Nooner Podcast and let us know if we're talking out of our, if our, we, we are talking out of our ass. But well, this you is, have an ex- I think this, we could, the title of this show could be The Male Patriarchy Show. Okay. In which Marty and John mansplain the world. Yeah. sexism. Yeah. That'd you're, be good. You're welcome, ladies. <laughs> Okay, so then David, who is a friend of the show, who's been here uh, in this very room, he says, P.S. to Stephanie. Well, I think it's to Stephanie. Maybe it's to me. Uh, You are very, very, very cute. Oh, wow. So that is interesting. Yeah. Um, So if it's to you, how do you feel about that? Well, I'd say who can blame David Castro? For saying that you're cute? No, that I'm very, very, very cute. Okay. Well, let me just say to anyone who doesn't know that Marty is very cute. Oh, Peshaw. Mm-hmm. Oh, you. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about Stephanie. Now, if it's to Stephanie, is that offensive? Is that sexist? Or is that, or is she, or is she objectively very, very, very cute? <laughs> She's like, duh. She's like my reaction. Like, yeah. Took you long enough. Is cute a sexist thing to say to somebody? I I don't know. Is it is it wrong to say? Oh, you look very pretty today. To a, a female coworker, apparently it is. Now, yeah, what do my you, understanding now, what is, is what is your feeling about it? Uh, well, what I do now is is uh, and and I have had this very strange transformation over the past year where I noticed that I admire women's clothing. Okay, just for some context, he grew was part of the same graduating class as Brett Kavanaugh. Go on. <sighs> <laughs> I don't know anymore. No, no, no. But clearly, as I'm a middle-aged careful. man, I'm very careful about what I say and how it lands. Right with um uh, with women, and uh, admire when I see when I see uh, uh, a outfit uh, on a woman that I think is attractive. I say that looks that's an extreme. I like that. I like that outfit. That's really a great outfit. It's very cute. That's what I say. Yeah. 
if I think it's it's uh, very cute, then I will say it's very cute. And I try and couch. I try and let them know that I wish that I could wear it, <laughs> rather than I wish okay. I now we're take bordering it off. on harassment. I know yeah. it's weird. I mean, I don't know. So I I don't want anybody to misconstrue or me to take away their power. But sometimes people, uh, men and women, are dressed in a way that looks very attractive on them. Yeah, I think that's... Or, and I don't... I'm sorry, very good on them. Makes them look good. It looks yeah, good. Like yeah, it, that's it, a great it outfit. Complements, compl- and I try and say that whenever uh, I see either way. Yeah. And I try and make it as non-creepy as possible. Or you say, oh, is that is that a new lipstick shade? And no, I never say that. It's weird. Oh, really? I, well, I say it to my wife. Yeah, I, w- I think that it's appropriate on your wife. Right. Because if you notice somebody else that had a new lipstick shade, you're spending too much time with them. <laughs> well, if you work with you somebody... lips. If you work with someone in an office, like you say, oh, that, that shade looks really good on you, you know? Yeah, I think it looked really good on me. <laughs> really good? <laughs> oh, my God. All my junk. That's what I'm saying. You yeah. didn't have to say it. I so, did, because yeah, I got to make it explicit. Oh, I got to make it. Yeah. All right. Can but we like mansplain you, some more sexism while yeah. we're doing that okay, kind of joke? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what if... Ladies, you Yeah, because you never say to a guy, you look so handsome today. Sometimes I do. Well, that's your son. No. Well, yeah, that's true. I'd say it of him, but I also say it of other people. Yeah. I mean, if, they, if, they, if it's like an unusually awesome looking, you know, ensemble. Mm-hmm. But you know, women women dress better in general than men yeah. and have a lot more interesting looks and stuff. I mean, sometimes I had this friend who just she just came in and she looked like a superhero in a really beautiful, sexy way. And so I said, "You look like a superhero in a really beautiful, sexy way." She punched me right in the mouth, and then she had these blasters, and she she shot me full of holes. And then I said, "Why don't you smile more?" And then and she then, opened up a rift, and she sent me to the uh, the forbidden zone. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And, and I came back with powers, and but that's all dealt with in my um, comic book. What what is ensemble. the where does Ant Man end up at the end of Wasp? the quantum realm? So th- is that like the Forbidden Zone? No, no, the Forbidden Zone. Uh, oh, what's the DC. place? No, the what was the play? It wasn't the Forbidden Zone because that was actually the the weird uh, Danny Elfman's brother movie. But there was what was it? Zod. No, yeah, but there, there was a, uh, the Fantastic Four would go into the negative zone. Okay. This, see, there's lots of realms. I know, because basically when you just want a, a place where you can do anything you want, you're just like, oh, we opened up a di- cross-dimensional hole. Yeah, we opened up a cross-dimensional and, hole and we went to the zone. Yeah, and now where everything in, goes... And now we're in the, the Bifrost, you know? Yeah, the Bifrost. Yeah, Whatever. there's lots of different places. Whatever. Yeah, Ugh. yeah, yeah. Okay. You know what uh, infinity really means, man? Nobody does, man. Whoa, does anybody know what infinity really means? Yeah. So, welcome, Stephanie. Thanks for listening to the show. Yeah. And always great to hear from you, David. Uh, Evan writes in, Marty, a while back you mentioned an interest in RVs. <laughs> I Yeah, I'm fascinated. Yeah. Fascinated? I, yeah, a lot of people in Canada go around in RVs. And yeah, including your girlfriend? My girlfriend, she lives in a very, very comfy, yet cozy. But th- is that why it was always hard to get in touch with her? She's just on the road. She's, She's on like, the road? Yeah. I, so she never visited campus because no. she was always in her RV? Yeah, it's true. She, mm-hmm. she, but I, I, I hear from her in... in uh, that's, why, that's why when people said, where does she live? You'd say Vancouver, and then you say, like the next weekend, oh, your Canadian girlfriend, where does she live? Ottawa. Uh, uh, Ottawa. But I, you just you said... said 
No, she moved in her RV. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. really good. And I contact her on shortwave radio. <laughs> it's, it's very, very hard. And it's only only on every third Thursday. That's why you had the shortwave in your bedroom? Exactly. Not because you were a ham radio nerd. But Shut because up! You're a- <laughs> Girlfriend in Canada. It's very elaborate. That is a very long foil at the top of my house. Not an antenna. Oh. Yeah. Uh, while, okay, so he says, if I'm not mistaken, you were intrigued by the details of living in a small mobile space similar mm. to boats. I've been wanting one for years and I finally pulled the trigger. Wow. On what? A boat or an RV? RV? I don't know. I'm, I'll continue reading. Uh, the tow vehicle is the same 1997 SUV my mom used to drag us around soccer practices when we were growing up. Mm. Given its age, it, I played it safe with a small trip. Just kidding. It was a 2500 mile round trip over the Sierras and Rockies to Denver, Colorado. What's up, Cassandra? And Cassandra's sister. Uh, is she there now? Uh, Cassandra is in New Orleans this week. Oh. This week, That's why she's not here. Uh, it went great. You become hyper aware of things like water usage and uh, where you're going to get power and internet and gas mileage. Uh, I can keep you updated on future trips if you'd like. I... I'll probably keep it on the West Coast for a while. Happy Nooner, Evan Cardi of Roseville, California. Evan, send us a photo. Want to see a photo or put put it on the Twitter thing because I'm I'm so interested in how big it is. And um, yeah, because they're they're these cute little like teardrop ones, but then you have to cook outside and and it's it's a little more challenging to live as opposed to one of these giant, giant like uh, I Love Lucy or Lucille, uh, Lucille Ball. She was in... Some some movie where she's in a giant trailer, and it's huge, like a huge airstream. Movie the, or TV show? Movie, movie. Yeah, that, it's funny you mentioned. So, are you really interested in this? Oh yeah, yeah. I, a lot of people in in our, our age bracket, because the thing is, is it we're we're basically in um, jobs that are going nowhere, and yet we own property in L.A., which is making us rich, and then you start going. How am I going to retire? Well, you could sell your house and buy an RV yeah. and live on the road for eight years until your body breaks down, or and the, you have no place or the to transmission. go. Transmission, yeah, or both in yeah. the same place, right? In a, in a blue state or red state or some, somewhere with no um, air conditioning and or healthcare, right? I don't know what I'm saying. No, it's good. It's good. Keep going. No, I can't. I've stopped. I just don't know. But I think it's a. I think it's so. It seems like a great idea, especially considering I haven't seen most of the country. Can yeah. I come with you? Um, um, we'll see. <laughs> Still on probation. Yeah. So yeah, I would love to to know all the the particulars. And yeah, because you do have to rationalize stuff. And if it has a toilet in it, like, do you want to really take a dump in the toilet and then like? You can pump it out and have to deal with that, or just wait until the next, uh, like, you know, what do they call it? Flying arrow, a flying J, flying J, uh, truck stop, you know, to poop. Oh, well, I oftentimes I, I don't have a choice about that kind of thing. Maybe you have more control because of your fencing. <laughs> <laughs> um, my dad lived lesson uh, number one <laughs> you go two days without pooping. <laughs> really, yes. Makes you, makes you, it makes it easier to move backwards and forwards in a thin space. I guess I don't know why. So. Uh, it's a muscle control. Um, my dad, my dad uh, retired and bought a, a sailboat and lived on it in in uh, the Keys. 
and from my, that experience, I, I highly recommend not doing that. Yeah. I had a friend who lived in a sailboat, and it just sounded miserable. Like It was really nice to visit and sleep on it, but then uh, he didn't, um, I mean, he was a, a single man who started out with, you know, questionable hygiene, and then it got really bad. Um, just too hard to go up and take a shower. I was thinking <laughs> of, Tyson reminded me, it's called The Long Long Trailer with the Lucille Ball movie. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You ever see the big bus? Oh, yeah. Big bus is great. Yeah, you saw Oh, it. yeah. We're breaking wind at 90. Oh, yeah. And uh, what, what's Farentino? James Farentino, is that right? I don't know. The... Oh, it, this is like before airplane. There was uh, it was before bus. airplane. Yeah. It was right. Yeah. yeah, the big bus, and it's basically about this terrorist plot against the largest nuclear-powered bus with a hot tub in it. And yeah, uh, it's like the love boat, except it was a bus. Yes, and I remember they they almost drown in soda at one point, and it's very very funny. Yeah, I don't know if it holds up. Um, I'm sure it doesn't. I, in fact, I don't think you can find it. Yeah, I think they destroyed all the prints. Aww. I think you and I are the only people who see it. No, you know who's seen it? We had a long discussion, I believe, on this very podcast with me and Dan Etheridge. Oh, really? Yeah. That's why I love Dan. Yeah, we love big Dan. Bus. So um, you are teaching a class. And yeah. That's, that's one of the reasons why we get to see you on a regular basis, because we're a third of the way there to your to your class. Yeah, right? in my mind, but that's not really true. But that's fine. I love coming here. Oh, yes. Yes. And... And it's uh, you're teaching film. Last week you showed them on the waterfront. On the waterfront, yes. From 1950. We'll never know. Don't don't even bother <laughs> tweeting. Don't even bother <laughs> tweeting or sending us an email. We don't care. Yeah. But uh, Marlon Brando went and did he didn't win an Oscar for that, right? I don't know. Uh, I really don't know. He was incredible. Don't don't though. even let us know. Again. And Rod Steiger mm-hmm. was in it. And yeah. Who I just think is one of the biggest hams ever. Um, oh really? Yeah. Why do you think that? Because he overacts. In what? When did he overact? Um, in uh, the Sidney Poitier movie, in uh, um, in the one uh, in the the Heat of the Night. Yeah. I I didn't see that. And <clears throat> uh, I gotta see that. I should see that. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, it's a good one. And uh, and then I actually did a movie with him. Oh, you did? Not with him. I I worked in post production on it, and Heather Graham was in it, and it was. Uh, it was rem- interesting because it was like Danny, Danny Elfman's orchestrator, mm-hmm. uh, who was also in, in um, Oingo Boingo, uh-huh. uh, he did the music for it. And it basically sounded like a Danny Elfman soundtrack. Mm-hmm. And Rod Steiger and um, Lauren Hutton and Heather Graham. And it was called Guilty as Charged. Mm. Yeah. It was not a very good movie. No. Um, but anyhow, you... Uh, you you're teaching American film. How did how, what did the kids think of it? They liked it. They liked it. They're like, it's that black was pretty and white. Much it. That's no, all. no CGI. Yeah, I watched them watching it, and they were all sort of mesmerized. It's a it's a very very good movie. Uh-huh. And honest to God, Marlon Brando is at the height of his powers. He is very 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 good and just really really cute. Oh, he's very attractive. Yeah, yeah. I I totally uh, would have had sex with him. Okay. <laughs> and according to reports, he might have had sex with you. Oh, really? Well, yeah. that's great news, mm-hmm. uh, sort of. But uh, uh, Eva Saint uh, Saint, what's her name? Susan Saint, whatever. Eva Marie Saint. Eva, Eva Marie Saint. That's she's fantastically well cast, and she does an incredible job. Which is weird because she's such an elegant. If you see North by Northwest, she's so like you know elegant and stately and well that's she she's she's been going to um uh catholic school the whole time uh-huh. she has she's very uh plausibly 
innocent, and she looks that way. And then, and it's really uh, believable that she, she and Terry, uh, who's uh, Marlon Brando, fall in love. It's great. It's a great movie. Um, and uh, Rod Steiger, uh, everybody else seems like they're in a different movie. Uh huh. Oh, um, interesting. It's uh, even though they're really good. Right. Right. I mean, uh, not so much. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Streets of San Francisco. Carl uh, Malden. Carl Malden. He's right there, and she's right there. He's a fantastic actor. Yeah. And and uh, and so is um, Marlon Brando. But then the older guys, um, like uh, Lee J. Cobb, is that right? Okay. And and Rod Steiger and those other guys, they have this level of, uh, come on, guy, you know, kind of put on. They're not in the same reality. Right. The, the, like, I not, guess he's, he comes from a theater or a theatrical background. Who, Marlon Brando? No, no, or, or Steiger, I guess. Or it's just, it's just they were, they were acting like uh, the way things were. were. That's why I don't like Malden right. and and uh, and uh, Brando. Brando are creating the new way of working, which yeah. is really real. Yeah. As opposed to, oh, I mean, some of the people are really real, but you know, the, the performances have a, a different quality. Um, but it's really interesting. And now uh, this week we're going to watch um, Better Luck Tomorrow, which is an independent film that Justin uh, Lin uh, made, who went on to do um, uh, Fast and Furious. Well, one of them. No, uh, didn't he do all of them? I thought he did all of them. No, no. Rob Cohen directed the first one. Oh. Um, and then I forget who did. Oh, maybe he did the second one. I thought he yeah. did several of them. I, yeah, yeah. I okay, I okay. Go on. And he did the Star Wars. I mean, Star Trek. Uh, from beyond with no into darkness into darkness whatever they're all terrible um <laughs> that's a different podcast go on yeah so uh but we were talking about um crazy rich asians and i wanted to talk to you a little bit about uh, you you talked about your in-law uh, your father-in-law saying it's no big deal and you didn't you had an argument with him and it was interesting because you were coming from the point of view that it's really imp- important to have this representation in hollywood and he was coming from the point of view where I, I watch lots of movies where everybody's Asian, and it's just about subtitles. And it was it was an interesting different context because he's he's grew up who was came from China, right? Is uh, yeah, he was yeah he came from Hong Kong, where everybody looked is Chinese, or, right? Right. I don't think he uh, understood or, or was understanding my perspective of the Asian American experience. Yeah, and well, I was it's it's interesting because what why do you think it's important? Um, that this movie from Hollywood has got an all Asian cast when it's it's set in Singapore. Well, I want to see any Asians represented in a Hollywood movie mm. and and or Asian Americans, and that's a very different thing than seeing Jackie Chan in a movie. You know, it's it's great when you get to see uh, uh, Sandra Oh being the awesome. star of of uh, Killing Eve, where her ethnicity doesn't come into it at all, mm-hmm. and and that's like it's like oh yeah they they cast the best actor for that part. So with uh, Crazy Rich Asians, it's a little different because it like you said it takes place in Singapore, but but still the story a Hollywood story being told using uh, using actors Asian actors speaking English is great. And like and uh, wasn't there a discussion about casting her as white? I don't know. I, oh really, Constance Wu? Yeah. You know, hmm. to to sort of contrast the cultural clash. You know, hmm. uh, I, I could be wrong about that, but but uh, you know, they could have easily done that and gotten away with it. They did that in that, that movie Thirteen. I don't know if you, you ever saw that. 
or, or I'm sorry, 21, 21, whatever. They, um, it was a, a gambling movie where these, these nerds, like they figure out how to uh, play blackjack. Right. And it's based on a true story. On the guys from MIT? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like most of those guys were Asian, you know? Oh, okay. And then they cast like the, like one of the peripheral guys, Asian. Uh huh. And they made, they whitewashed the other, the rest of the cast. The and, rest of the cast. Yeah. Which is completely unbelievable because if you go to MIT, you, everybody's Asian. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's true. Um, let me mansplain. Let me, let me white explain some stuff for <laughs> oh, you. Please Marty. go on. So that, that's why it, it's, because we've seen so many different different instances where they've gone white, you know. In, in yeah, yeah, it. I get you. I, I I guess I understand what you're saying. It's just it's just I thought that, I mean, you're you were. I think that his point, your your uh, father-in-law's point, or, or is basically that we have culture. We have a you know a you can see all kinds of fantastic movies with mostly. Sorry, you were right. It was Star Trek Beyond. Sorry, go on. It was. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's amazing. Before the tweets come in, I'm sure they're already there. Go on. <laughs> it's astonishing that I was right about that. Oh, so The Big Bus was directed by Jim Frawley. And I actually worked with Jim Frawley. I was a, a PA on a, or I was an assistant to one of the producers on that movie. And I actually talked to him about, about uh, The Big Bus. And he was, he was very nice about it. Mm. Um, Joseph Bologna, that's who it was. Not James Ferentino, Joseph Bologna. But anyhow, go on. I've I I I've uh, you've corrected something I can't I I've now I don't know what you're talking about but that's I I guess it doesn't it doesn't really matter you're right now now you've corrected yourself uh, to a reference that I didn't remember so, so yeah so the 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 um the, the, the point I'm making well let me just get to my ultimate point which mm-hmm. is I went and saw Crazy Rich Asians and it seems like they forgot to make it funny. Uh, I I don't think it's uh it's a I mean it's a romantic comedy I mean so it's just a romance yeah yeah it's more of a romance than anything I, it basically it's like a romance told um, as a uh, um what is the 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 website where you post things um you need scrapbook website Pinterest yeah it's like a Pinterest board as a movie okay all right. Okay, yeah. I'll I'll sort of accept that. I just yeah. didn't. I didn't. I was very. Dis- I heard it was pretty good. Mm. I was very um, disappointed. Oh yeah. Well, that's a typical white man response. Go on. So uh, yeah. So let me man's man white 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 man explain why it's not a very good movie. I don't want to do that. It's not very interesting. No, but I I said from the start that it's not the best movie in the world, but it was moving to me because I saw things that in it that I don't normally see. You know, you know what I really didn't like and this is a problem I think with a lot of movies is at the in the third act everything was so shorthand. You know, basically like mom and and uh, son meet on the balcony and she takes out her ring and she don't see the interesting part where she says I was wrong. She just pulls out her ring. You don't and then and then what's her name? Constance Wu is a is a professor who teaches game theory and then her mother or or uh, Aquafina or somebody says, "Go in there and and show him who what a badass you are." And she goes in. She goes in the wedding. She sits down with the princess and talks to the princess, and she but she doesn't do anything. Like she doesn't. And oh, and then she goes on that bachelor party, and they they take a fish 
and they cut up the fish and they paint, you know, go home, gold digger okay, in this blood. Is, this is a spoiler. Okay, go on. No, but the thing is, is that then she goes back and she's in the... It's okay. It's just an Asian movie. You can spoil the shit out of it. Go on. Like a month ago. Uh-huh. But then she goes and says to she goes says to her fiance, "Oh, it's no big deal. They just, you know, put a bloody f- dead fish in my bed." And he's like, oh, "You know what? We're gonna go out together, but not really together." And it's just like, "What is?" And this whole thing where she's like, "Wait a minute, you're rich. You didn't tell me. They've been going out for two years, and he never mentioned that he's one of the wealthiest people on earth." Well, he explains it later. Yeah. He does really yeah. in a way that makes me makes her seem like not a fool for staying with him. Yeah, I mean he is he is like very cute. Mm-hmm. He's got really uh, big. Uh, did you notice he had really big eyes? Um, I don't think that's a sign of cuteness, but mm-hmm. unless you're an anime mm-hmm. character, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, he looked like an anime character. <laughs> Uh yeah, I like I said, it wasn't. That's not what I responded to about All the right. movie. All right, and so. So with Better Luck Tomorrow, it's a it's almost all Asian American actors in it. Or yeah, except for our friends. Except for our friends. So anybody who you see who's not Asian, pretty much, is is someone from our old theater. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it was um, also there are no adults in it, which is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Like you don't see any of the parents of mm-hmm. these kids, which is a very conscious decision because so uh, James uh, Justin Lin is uh, from Taiwan. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, a lot of parents would send, would like buy property in, out here in, in Southern California, mm-hmm. buy a house and send their teenage kids there because they thought that the American schools were better. And mm-hmm. then they would have, give, just send them allowance and, and just send them because they had lots of money. And then, so these Asian kids would, you know, have uh, whatever, they would eventually get their own cars and then just drive to school. And like, there were these just abandoned kids, uh, who were just left to their own devices here in in California, mm-hmm. and is that what happened to you? Uh, yeah, absolutely, mm-hmm. that happened to me. Mm-hmm. But I think that's the sort of uh, the the phenomenon that he's trying to capture, where you don't really see the parents; they're not really present because they just like what's important is just sending their kids to the right school, right, and making sure they have enough money. And, yeah, and what happens is what happens in the movie, you know, mm-hmm. to a, a very extreme thing. I don't know if the kids were as as badass in real life it's based on a true story as as these kids or i I don't know i actually you know it's just like an orange very wealthy orange county high school Mm -hmm. westchester westminster something like that but um uh yeah it but it's a it was a great movie like partly because it was it's something that we hadn't seen before we as western movie watchers yeah and it was great and it was very well directed yeah Really well directed. Yeah, yeah. Justin Lin is a is a very good action director. Yes. And um, Darren pointed out that he did three, four, five, and six uh, of the Fast and Furious movies. John Singleton did number two. James Wan did number seven. F. Gary Gray did number eight. Yeah. Wow. So if I wanted to watch, uh, catch up on the Fast and Furious, I need like... An entire day. Don't know if you need that. It's just like I don't even know. You don't. You can. Have you seen any of them? Oh sure. Yeah. Tokyo. Have you seen all of them? No. No. Tokyo Drift is my favorite. Is that like the second one or the, the third one? Third one. Yeah. That's the one that Justin Lin directed. It was pretty okay. cool, actually. 
Um, Ash Williams says Hollywood needs more hashtag blackface, and he posts a picture of of uh, RDJ um, from Tropic Thunder. I don't know. Oh, man. I think he's just trying to push some buttons and be incendiary. Oh yeah. Well, let me explain. Man, white explain. Okay, for you. go on. I don't know. I I I think that's a that's a should be a new section of this podcast. White explaining white. Slash mansplaining? Yeah, white, white man, mansplaining. White, white mansplaining. White mansplaining. Okay. Let me, this, what you're getting wrong, Marty, is yeah. what you don't see is that the European gene pool is purer than any others. You know, so that's why everything. And also emails. <laughs> Go on. Uh, the thing so is the women what you know, are you get going- hysterical. You know, hysterical, you know, that, where that, the word comes from hysterical. Like hist, hist, like from a, you know. What are you going to talk about with uh, your class about this? Are you- about the the thing? Well, I'll talk about stereotypes. Uh huh. I'm going to try something new this time. I'm going to just show the movie, uh-huh. and then talk about it afterwards. And then white men explain it to them afterwards. Yeah. Well, I'm going to try and get. I'm I'm having a hard time getting um, anybody to talk because it's it's a very culturally diverse student body there. Yes, it is. Yeah. So, and I don't know, I'm not sure what's keeping people from talking. Uh It might be that they just don't really care. Uh Or it might be that there's 60 people in the class and nobody wants to talk in front of 60 people. I think that's a big part of it. Yeah. Or it might be that they they just don't really really have, uh, they don't have that much to say. Maybe they're not watching. I mean, based on the the assignments that I've gotten back, and uh, if anybody from school is listening, please, you know, don't take this personally. I'm sure that you're the smart one. But they, you know, the... the well, they're not going to say anything. Analysis is not very uh, advanced. Uh-huh. I mean, these aren't English majors, even. Right. These are engineering people who have to take a art class. Right. So, you know, I've gotten some responses that are kind of... Like, what What do you think... Talk about the cinematography in Star Wars. There's a lot of it. You know, that kind of... <laughs> Like in every shot, I saw cinematography. Yeah, like that. And talk about the symbolism of the costumes. Well, everybody has costumes on, and some of them are different colors. Mm -hmm. Well, good. Well, I bet by the end you'll have a to sir with love moment, and they'll. I I should watch that movie so I know what you're talking about. Oh, another Sidney Poitier movie. I love that movie. Yeah, it's a great song. Yeah. Lulu. So uh, back to what uh, this trailer thing. So I met a guy. I met a guy. Uh-huh. And he was... So Evan works from home, I believe. I think he, he has a home office and... and Who's does. Evan? Is he one of the listeners who just got a trailer? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he... Um, so this guy I met, he, he worked um, at my company, but he, he lived in a, a, a big, big-ass camper van. Mm-hmm. Or, or I guess, yeah, camper Van. R- R- RV. It was an RV. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, very big. And he basically just drove around the country and yeah. could do his work wherever. And Did he have a, like an a antenna for wireless? Like, it seems like that you'd have to have something. No, now you can just do it with your phone. I can hook up my phone and it's a hotspot wherever I go. Hotspot? Yeah. And then he had a motor or a, a bicycle or a motorcycle. No, a motorcycle that he brought with him. Mm. And then he just, and he could go to any of the 30 field offices out, out in the country, or he'd been to 30 of them, I guess, in the country. And then he could just 
park at a camper van uh, or an RV uh, park and then just ride his bike to work and then or was he, just work was he out of his, a developer uh, or uh, a writer or something no, what was like, he do uh, a sales rep really yeah yeah I, so for i don't i don't know for what he was just in the same office as me but but he here no everywhere he was in the same office. Were you with him? What are you talking about? He was in the same office with you. But well, he was, like he was, he was visiting our office. Uh, that's what, yeah. yeah. So and, you see visiting here yeah. when you met him. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. And I just think that, that like if I were single uh, and um, that would be such a fun thing to do, you know? Yeah. What if you're not single? What if you have kids? What if you're me? What should you like? Homeschool. Would it be fun? Homeschool. Uh, yeah. Yogi, like I know this is a very formative year, but I'm going to homeschool your last year of high school, and we're going to hit the road, and uh, I'll teach you everything you need to know. Yeah, he'd kill me, <laughs> kill me dead. Yeah, but he, I, I, if in a year I could maybe do that. Yeah, it would be really fun. And oh, well, I, I know another guy that I, uh, I work with, and he has a house up in Silicon Valley, and mm-hmm. he said like I can rent it out for so much money. That I've just, just like now that my my kids are in in college, like I'm just I'm renting it out, and then I go to different cities for months at a time, a couple months at a time, and just rent a place there, and work there, and just explore the city. So like now he's in Mexico right now. We met a guy, uh, or doesn't that sound fun though? Yes, I no. met a guy who uh, in when we went to this wedding in um, Italy, and we met a guy Ooh, who look at you who who did a similar thing, except what he did was. He um, took his yacht and no, he just lived on, it he lived on a on a on a, uh, on a cruise. Oh, Jesus. So he sold he sold his house and he and he just lives on a cruise ship, and uh, but that's expensive and that's gross. It is, it, it, but it's not as expensive as it seems mm. because every you have room and board, and food is free. Yeah, once you get the ticket, and and if you get a long term thing, it's it's not it's like uh, I mean it, it's expensive, but it's. Um, it's something like 300, uh, 300 times uh, hundred, three hundred times a hundred is thirty thousand. Uh-huh. And so he he was able to make enough money as a stockbroker. That's that's what he did. He just went uh-huh. all over the world on cruise ships. That just seems gross, though. I don't like to be on a cruise ship that long. It just seems like and not have to like buy groceries and stuff like that. Like, well, that's something I, that's something I like to do, and it just seems like. Well, yeah, there's, you couldn't cook. Yeah. Yeah, and that seems like ridiculous to you. Yeah, that seems ridiculous. What what a dumb idea. No. Um wow, that that's that's a lot of cruising. Yeah, but then you it's get to see the world, board. you know, and you don't have anything. I mean, it's sort of what I mean, you know, it's, it's kind of what we're talking about except on a dumber scale maybe. But, you know, I yeah, getting a getting RV and going around, it's just, uh, you know, Norman Gilmore, my friend uh-huh. Norm, his parents do that. They, oh. Yeah, that's what I plan to do when I retire. Mm-hmm. Um just pack up the dogs. Mm-hmm. Off to visit Norman's parents in Montana. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That right. sounds good. Um, we should wrap up. Mm. I got some shit to do mm-hmm. since I just got off a plane. But uh, please, everybody, email us. <laughs> Why don't you listener explain some stuff back to us? Uh, anything that we got wrong today? Everything we got everything wrong. Oh, I know sure. that. I know that. But I'm kind of nervous. And that's a nooner uh, podcast at gmail.com. And, or that would be John Sylvain. No, please. Uh, his address is oh, God, he lives God. on. I, I got more tr- uh, quitter, quitter traffic. Twitter. Tr- quack. Never mind. 
I, I thought you were trying to say Quidditch. Um, Quidditch traffic. Quidditch Twitter. Quidditch. John is having a petite mal seizure right now. I smell bad. Can I tell you? Can I tell you something that I, I thought of last night? Go on. Okay. So I was thinking about you know Rainbow Connection, the song. It was mm-hmm. in my head, and I thought that's one of the that's a great song. Mm-hmm. And I thought about it some more. And I said that is a really really great song. The the lyrics are fantastic. I won't recite them to you, but they're it's a really well written song. You don't when remember it came them? Out, no, I do, but I'm not gonna. Because uh, we don't have enough time. So the thing is, is that 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 was sung by Kermit the Frog in the Muppet movie. Let me hear your Kermit. Why are there so many songs about rainbows? Okay, and so Kermit was on Sesame Street, which started when I was a kid. And it was, and I loved Kermit, and then the Muppet movie came out, and I loved the Muppet movie. The song is one of the best songs ever, and written I, by Nazis. What Paul Williams is a Nazi? No, I thought that was where you were getting to. It Go turns on. out no, but I and and I'm in a band, and for a while we didn't have a regular bass player. So this guy who was a studio musician played with us. We had to pay him every time, but he was a uh, uh, he had played on Rainbow Connection. Rainbow Connection has one of the most uh, intricate bass solos you will ever hear in a song. Is that right? It's true. Did you just make that up? I did. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, he so he played on, and the thing is, is that on a, I was thinking about telling this story as I as I played it, uh, and I thought, and then I would joke and say, but he was kind of an asshole, but he actually wasn't. <laughs> and I realized he, this is what I realized last night: he wasn't an asshole. He was just kind of grumpy, right? Oh, he was yeah. an old musician. He was a little grumpy. More grumpy than I thought he should be because he was he involved. On green the rainbow connection. Exactly. So I thought he did. He was involved with something magical. He should be happy for the rest of his life. And then I realized I've been involved with tons of magical things. You know. Yes. And and so have you. Yes. We've done magical things. You and I have done some magical things together. We've all done incredible things. Right? Yes. But the thing is, they're all in the past, and that made me think. Okay, so I expected so this now guy. So you can be grumpy. I know I expected this guy to 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 be touched by the magic of this oh. one experience for his whole life, and I didn't look at myself. And then I thought, well, it's all in the past. And I realized what the the key insight is. First of all, you have to continue to make magical experiences. Okay. And sort of more profoundly, you have to pay attention to the magical experiences that you have, so that you really enjoy them while and they're appreciate happening. Appreciate them, right? Right. And then. Finally, you can decide that everything is a magical experience as you're having it right now, Marty. Uh, we'll, see. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. I'll reflect after this, and I'll let you know. <laughs> On that note, everybody, like, find your magical experiences. Share your magical experiences with us. Email us for them. I mean, what John is saying is absolutely true and beautiful. I have a magical experience right now. Yeah, and, and right now, and right now, you're and right. Okay, right what? now. <laughs> oh, jeez! Put down my Ms. Marvel. Number one. Smile, smile, yeah. damn it! <laughs> smile, Carol Danvers. Smile. Uh, guys, no, you enjoy we, it. We will. Uh, what's the movie for next week that you're gonna? Uh, oh, I don't know. Oh hey hey uh, listeners yeah. should I should I show uh, uh, real women have curves or should I show um, clueless or should I show um, sin nombre sin nombre 
That I, was, I don't think I'm going to show that one. I might. Carrie Fukunaga. Yeah. Who's directing Bond 25. Very excited. He is. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And he's also... Who's going to be Bond 25? Me. Oh, awesome. And, That's great. Yep. And then you can watch his uh, Maniac on uh, Netflix. Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah, Shelley's loving that. Yeah. I watched a tiny bit of it last night. And you know what's really weird is that what's his name? What's his name? Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill is such a good actor. He won an it's Oscar, cra- didn't he? I know. Yeah. It's crazy how good he is. Fuck that guy. All right. <laughs> See you next Tuesday. Oh. Smile. Hit that fuck. Time to hit that fuck. Time to hit that fuck. Time to hit that fuck. has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio.